Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Dungeon Court. And before I'm done with this, or actually before we get started, we have a big announcement. You've probably seen it on our social media and stuff, but we have our fifth anniversary spectacular show, October 7th at Carnegie Hall. That's right. Show. Ever. Emily's music is going to be played live, yeah. and uh, we're going to be doing a live play episode. You're going to get to see uh, characters from all the different campaigns, yeah. or most of the campaigns. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of your favorite characters. So, uh, so please come join us at Carnegie Hall on October 7th. It's a very big deal for us, um, so and, uh, and, and I hope it'll be a very big deal for all of us. I hope we'll see <laughs> you. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. And with that, let's get down to business. We are your Supreme Crit Justices, Murphy Axford and Tanner, joined by, of course, the returning lowly, 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 bailiff Jake. Returning. Thought it was going to be positive when you said returning. It sounded returning. You returned last month. Yeah. I was going to say this isn't your because I haven't. I haven't forgiven you for taking paternity. Yeah. I've not forgiven you for having a child. You shouldn't have bonded with your child. You should have bonded with me. We barely chilled at all in these past couple months. Murph has been acting up a lot because he's been feeling neglected. He peed in a plant. I'm a really I'm a really needy friend. He peed in a plant and he's been chewing on electrical cords. Yeah. Damn. So, you know, you gotta snuggle with him, man. So it's either boredom or anxiety, but both are on your shoulders. And I've been howling. <laughs> They're both on me. Which might just mean he's in heat. All right. Yeah. He's <laughs> also humping a couch, but that, but he did that before. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. It'd be abnormal if he stopped doing that. Right. Uh, and with that, hear ye, hear ye. Crit is now in session. The honorable Supreme Crit Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner are presiding. And our first case comes from one named Pookie. Pookie (laughs) writes, To the eternally honorable judges and the precious newborn baby bailiff Jake, 
Okay. Oh. That's true. Jake, Jake was reborn. So your paternity leave was for yourself. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Me. You're a yes. baby. Yeah. Okay. Right. Jake is a phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of impressive that I actually have a job as a bailiff, considering that I'm an infant. Yeah. You're um, a baby lift. I bring you the case of Come University. <laughs> Off to oh, a good start. Enchant us, Pookie. Ladies enchant and us. Germs. I am currently running a campaign with some friends that takes place almost entirely within a large city. I have named this city Cambria. I decided to host a world building session pre-campaign to get everyone familiar with the setting. One detail I went over was the local university, the Cambrian University of Magic. You fucked up. One of my players (laughs) was quick to point out that it spells a dirty word, parentheses, come. (laughs) Yeah, no, we got it. So polite, Pookie. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. A dirty word in parentheses, (laughs) come. Come. (laughs) And we all had a good laugh. I then went on to explain that there are a few sub-departments of this school, all pertaining to a different class, uh, all with similar naming conventions. There is the Arcane Science School, parentheses, ass, the Bardic University of Music, bum, Mm -hmm. the Paladin Oath Keepers Organization, poo, Mm -hmm. the Druidic Institute and Circle of Knowledge, dick, and of course, the Faith's United Clerical Knowledge University, uh, which is fuck you. Okay. okay. I judged, so you, yeah. you, this is all planned. Pookie wanted this. Yeah, I judged you, you certain, soon. I Was think it, it's fun if, if they had a fun time with Come mm-hmm. University and then you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to hit them with a bunch more. I, dirty you know, words. I, I got to say, mm-hmm. they're losing me a little bit with all of the different all the different stuff because to me I think it's much funnier to like major in physics at cum university than <laughs> yeah, it is true. to be like at the fuck you school of cum university fluid dynamics at cum yeah. university <laughs> yeah it, it needs like a little bit of subtlety so mm-hmm. yeah well we all had a good laugh one of my players then asked are all of these actually part of the game? Doesn't that ruin the tone a little? The rest of the world is fairly realistic and down to earth, so I can see where they're coming from, but I explained that come isn't really a focus of the story and is more of a background (laughs) detail to flesh out the world. Consider and jokey Easter egg. Is the player mm-hmm. right? Does this ruin immersion too much, or am I allowed to have my silly fun? I would say it really is so background. Mm-hmm. I think if you yourself were really pushing it to the foreground, then perhaps that's why the player said something. But I think that if, yeah, is this if, a if magic school acronym, campaign, and your character like has to do the fuck you track yeah. of bard school or whatever? <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like if you would just introduce come university, then all of the players might have had a nice time coming up with the different departments. Like that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. when this uh-huh. was when this was first introduced, I thought you did it by accident. And yeah, everyone which was, was like, super funny. Which was yeah, very, which was funny. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think, okay, it's possible because based on the details we were given, it's possible that it came up organically. And then, and then everyone they were kept like, joking around. Everyone had fun with it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, I'll yeah. give them all cheeky names. My only cheeky tweak would be you don't spell it out you let them figure out the acronym that is yeah com- that and is then you university. just never bring it up ever again i think you can call them these things but like as the dm you like never break you just like say them to the straight face every session yeah. it's never <laughs> funny to you 
<laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I think you keep it at Cum University, and you don't yeah. get too you don't get too into the weeds. I think the, it, right. other stuff. I think it doesn't sound world breaking because the only way that I see this coming up is as a one time aside, and then you yeah. just don't really have to say it again. However, if it's getting hit too much, then I can understand someone being. Is this is session zero because like while one uh, player might huh, be like yeah. this is breaking immersion, another one might be like, oh great, I'm a professor at Cum University and yeah. I'm from the ass department. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a like a secondary degree in boners or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which now that I think about it, that's actually really good. That's, that's so pretty good. Minoring in boners. Minoring boners is good, Minoring Minoring boners. Is good actually. <laughs> <laughs> Majoring in boners, not funny. Not Majoring in right. cum and minoring, minoring boners. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it's like the other way around. Well, I really say it again. Laugh. At first, I was yeah. being sarcastic with saying that that was funny, but now I actually think it's funny. Yeah, you just never know what you're going to get when you go this dumb. Yeah, you just yeah. never yeah. know what you're going to get when you go this I'll dumb. I'll say right. if it made you giggle while you were writing it, because like prepping these things takes a fucking long time, and if it yeah. gave you like a little respite. Like maybe you say it, maybe you lose it for the main campaign, but like you got your giggles out during the session zero. No harm, no foul, I say. Yeah, yeah if it's just part of world building, you just mm -hmm. have it in the background. I wouldn't go too hard on. Don't set the first adventure in the yeah, combat. In the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just you name, you say the full name, and people can joke about it being come university. I think is the way to handle that joke. But you know? also, if it's session zero, I don't know that that's the time for your player to be coming at you hard with a "Hey, that broke." <laughs> immersion yeah, exactly. maybe that player should wait a couple sessions before well, they yeah, make sweeping generalizations give... maybe it was a simple jokey icebreaker to get everyone comfortable at the table well and that player should yeah have i I, I will their... have to say to defend that player uh this dm did have a paragraph about all the different tracks that you could do at come university that mm -hmm. were all different spelled out um mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh various naughty words <laughs> the thing is you hit a home run yeah with you already did it c-u-m yeah. and then like and then what are we doing you get, a, you get a home come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and now we're getting like a base on balls, a yeah. bunch. Guys, like right. Once you come, you don't want to keep working it, right? Because sometimes you need know, <laughs> Right. Just let us bathe in the afterglow. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Fix yourself a sandwich. You're done. I know. <laughs> yeah. So so does this mean we're punishing Pookie? Pookie's not allowed to have fun? I think we're punishing Pookie. <laughs> I think we're giving Pookie the note that they wanted. I think that the players within their right in session zero to be like, hey, we talked several paragraphs about this university and all of the different tracks. I personally would like to play some kind of heroic <laughs> character that's not a complete goofball. I built my character with a tragic backstory. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure he fits into this oh world. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you remember losing your brother. Cunnilingus was his name. Yeah. <laughs> I still think there's a way to do it without being like, hey, after one session, I think that you're breaking immersion. <laughs> I like yours better being like, I kind of wanted to play. I just feel like there's another way you can approach it. Yeah. Well, this we could we could we could judgy. vote against each other. We don't have to be all on the same side. No, I th I ultimately am gonna root against Pookie, but I do love you. Dirty <laughs> I, word, parentheses. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to punish Pookie to mm -hmm. attending a class at Cum University. Ooh, mm -hmm. that's a good idea. That's cool. Yeah. But like auditing it, so you don't even get credit. Auditing yeah. and let's mm -hmm. use Murph's suggestion, and you're auditing a fluid dynamics class. There you go. Instead of a cheeky one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. And attendance does count towards the grade, so you really can't like, phone it in. <laughs> You'll never be able to graduate summa cum laude. <laughs> there it is. So ordered. Um, our next case comes from Catherine C. Catherine writes, May it please the three esteemed justices of the court and quote Jake. I mean, that is definitely <laughs> the name. Quotation. I present to you the case of the hopeless romantic player and the reluctant DM. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, after our second session of the campaign that I DM for, one of my players, who plays a naive, sheltered tiefling, came to me about wanting to pursue a romantic relationship for her character. Yeah. She specifically said she wanted a quote romantic boy next door type who knows how to treat me sweetly. <laughs> Okay, that, that's wait. like a pretty heavy ask, right? It's like a fallout boy lyric. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Treat me sweetly definitely sounds like some sort of email <laughs> to me. I initially just brushed off her request. However, later we were watching Pride and Prejudice together, and during the romantic hand flex scene, mm. my friend loudly sighed and said she couldn't wait for her character to meet her own Mr. Darcy. I expressed <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that she sounded so assured that it was going to happen. She was incredulous in return and reminded me of her previous request for, quote, a romantic boy next door type who knows how to treat me sweetly. (laughs) I I let her know that I'm happy to have her character explore romantic options at the table, but her character will have to put in the work to organically develop those relationships with the NPCs. And she shouldn't expect that I can just present her with her dream guy. Now I worry that I took away my player's happiness over something that might have been relatively minor at the end of the day. So justices, I plead for your judgment. Was I right to temper my player's expectations or should I just give her her Mr. Darcy? Okay. Uh, I I know that. I know. Well, it's hard, right? Because it's like performing is different from playing. And when Mm -hmm. you're playing, maybe there is more wish fulfillment. And I know a lot of D&D that people see is kind of just dating Sims. But like, I... Just, I don't like using your DM like a vending machine. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. DM's That's also a DM's also allowed this. to be like, hey, I don't like know how to play romance scenes and stuff. Like, yeah. I personally am very like any any romantic thing we've done on like Nadpod and stuff have generally just been like. I don't know, like the the culmination of like the story or something like that. We mm-hmm. very rarely have like very long relationships where the characters are around each other for a very long time. Yeah, us role playing boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, like it's sometimes yeah. fighting. Yeah, it's like it's not what I enjoy doing. It's not totally what I feel comfortable doing. And it's okay for you as the DM to be like, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to do Pride and Prejudice with you. I'm not your vending machine. <laughs> those, yeah. are, those are like long, you know, back and forths where you're yeah. like speaking very eloquently and like. To the DM's point, like, you don't get shirtless Firth until, like, episode five of the series. You gotta work up to shirtless Firth. There's a lot of back and forth where they don't fucking like each other. Back and Firth. There's a lot of back and Firth. There's a lot of back and Firth. Uh (laughs) Too much back and Firth. (laughs) I would say, I would say the only... A lot of Colin and Mouse, yeah. (laughs) The only place that this DM went wrong is when the player made the request and instead of being like... Wow, that's a bit much. Maybe we can compromise. Mm-hmm. The DM just said I ignored it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is well. like you kind of le- you kind of let that sit there mm-hmm. uh, and and let kind of not that your player should have had these expectations of you, but 
you shouldn't let that stuff well, like hang there. I, I think the player treated it like it was their birthday and they yeah. were like expecting to open the present when like the reality so is weird. as a DM you can be like, yeah, if it comes up, it comes up. Like I'll think yeah. about it. Like, right. You're allowed to say I'll think about it. Yeah. Maybe it's a new player. I feel like these are things that you learn about D&D as you go on too. You know, it's not unlike just like going to your first session and being like, oh, like I want a plus one sword. Like how do I get a match? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're right? just like, maybe you just yeah. don't really know that it's not easy to come by yeah. the things mm-hmm. that you want in D&D or that that's the point. Like that can be a long-term goal, but not just like next session, there's a sweet little darling in the bar. I'm having a hard time feeling like I can honestly weigh in on this because it kind of bumps up against my personal tastes, which are, mm. I would much rather organically discover a love right. interest than have one fed to me. So I, I can't, I don't know that I can be like objective I, I think about that, I think that you guys are right in that there's um, probably a newer player or mm-hmm. somebody who's watched a lot of D&D and maybe thinks that, because uh, you do, you know, if you're going to do like romance stuff and everything, sometimes you will talk to your DM about like what like your boundaries are, like mm-hmm. what kind of stuff you do want to do. So it is okay to go to your DM and be like, hey, this is kind of like what I'm thinking or something. But the DM can also be like, well, that's kind of not my thing. So we do need yeah. to find something in the middle. I've played a lot of D&D. I've never once requested a love interest no, I nor know. told the D&D what my type is. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> it's, you don't do that? It's a lot. I'm it's, texting Murph all the time being like, I need to get my yeah. dip stick. Yeah. I'm wondering why. Yeah, Murph leaves me on red when I text him about uh-huh. that. <laughs> like, Murph, Saul needs to get fucking wet. Yeah. <laughs> You need to send me a, an NPC that's my type, dude. You're giving me nothing. You're giving me nothing, man. Uh, so I was looking to catch some flies. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see where the the other person's coming from. Yeah. But uh, overall, I you know. The, I would think new to D&D, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New, new to D&D. I think that, like, these things are better when they come up kind of organically. But then there are also, like, there are games that are, are specifically you know, designed for that. Yeah. There are games that are not D&D that are more like dating sim games that mm-hmm. literally like the point is to get different love points and whatnot yeah, and connections with other people. So this player might be wanting to do something more like that, which yeah. might not necessarily This player should what... really check out Good Society, which yeah. is a uh, TTRPG that Abria used some of the mechanics for Court of Fae and Flowers, and that was all literally Pride and Prejudice kind of vibes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So they should try that. So I, <laughs> I think we're generally, we're all on the DM side here. I think, I, I think I'm also bumping up against this because the idea of requesting a person yeah. who doesn't really have their own personality and just is about right. how they treat Treats you. Me sweet. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like they're asking for a familiar a little bit. <laughs> Just a familiar yeah. boyfriend. A familiar yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> of course, at level three, I get a boyfriend as one of my class perks. Uh, I'm thinking like, you know, a boy next door type character. <laughs> I'm a fighter, subclass serial monogamous. Um, <laughs> and I will be needing to cast spells through him. <laughs> Aren't there like a summoning spell where you get like kind of like some kind of spectral? Oh my God, <laughs> that's really boyfriend? funny. You know, you, you say, all right, player, you describe what this, uh, yeah. what this thing is. Because they are so specific about what they want, it's almost unfair to the DM. Just saying to a DM, I'm interested in a love interest. Cool, you throw yeah, stuff yeah, their yeah, way, yeah. and but like coming up with it so specifically is kind of unfair to the DM because it's like if you don't get exactly what they're looking for, then mm-hmm. suddenly you feel like you're failing them. It, yeah. it's, it's too much. I think they're they're just on ask. different wavelengths, and I think you <laughs> uh-huh. you, you just need to uh, <laughs> come clean and just. Well, I, I think you already did the second yeah, the second yeah. time you guys mm-hmm. had the discussion. I don't think you've you have not wronged this player in any way, and that's not no, really how D and D works. Yeah, you don't, you don't tell the DM. 
I want to meet this kind of NPC. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's that's it's not it's yeah the vending machine aspect. Yeah, of it. that <laughs> yeah. is all that's. Yeah, as a DM, you're creating characters that you want to play, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even though you're not a, a PC, you're still creating characters. And if you don't want to play Mr. Darcy, that's fine. I also don't want to play Mr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how we punish this player. Uh, uh, they get rejected I, by Colin Firth. Do you know what oh, I think? Yeah. You know what I think that would actually be the punishment is that they would not actually like the NPC boyfriend that they think they want. Right. A boy next door type who knows how to treat them sweetly. Yeah. That's just like no personality. Just exactly. Kind of like I think them. four episodes in, they'd be like, this guy is not bringing much to the table. And just he's like, a liability. Yeah. Just he has ba- commoner Just Balnor, but less strong and just holds wow. doors open. Commoner. And just like, hey, so they're wrong, what's going but on? their punishment <laughs> is that they actually do get what they, <laughs> they want. Do get what they I want. think, yeah. I think they'll find out that like the coming up with the idea of who you want to date doesn't play out like you think yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Uh, okay, so ordered. Yeah. And our next case comes from Amelia. Amelia writes, to the oh-so-honorable Supreme Crit Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner, mm-hmm. and the oh-so-average Bailiff Joe. Whoa. <laughs> hey, you're insulting a baby. Yeah. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, Jake was just born. Come Jake on. literally Dude, just a born a few weeks ago. Yeah. Is this what the world is like? He sounds smart and well-spoken for a baby, but he is a baby nonetheless. <laughs> I ask you a simple question. Is a hang glider a projectile? While in a small mountain town, our party's bard slash paladin, Ivrath, wanted to go hang gliding, the town's main tourist attraction. They were barreling through the air at an established 80 miles per hour and lost control. After brainstorming ways to keep them from crashing and taking max falling damage, our monk asked if they could use their deflect missiles ability on the hang glider. Our argument Mm. was that the hang glider was coming at us much like a projectile and arrows, a common D&D projectile, thank you, travel at around 150 miles per hour. Wow. So an 80 mile per hour hang glider should be easy to handle. The DM rejected our idea, saying that a hang glider uh, is heavier than an arrow, but would a much heavier rock from a catapult not be a projectile? Not to mention the fact that projectiles are pretty vaguely defined in D&D, and the deflect missiles ability is so infrequently usable for monks. Mm. Ivrath ended up being fine, but we still hold that our plan should have worked out and that our monks should have gotten to have their cool moment for once. So we come to grovel at your feet and beg for your righteous judgment. (laughs) Yeah, let the monk have a cool moment for once. The only (laughs) thing I could think is that like, it does open a, it opens a door that you Mm. don't know if the dm wants to open because it's not the weight of the hang glider that bugs me it's that that gives me pause rather it's it's the size of the hang glider so, and the idea of someone catching yes. a hang glider so with that one is, hand but yes a vehicle that you could just catch a vehicle so yeah. riding it. this you're I, I feel like the submitter is arguing the wrong point oh yeah. okay. stuff okay. is already okay. to to answer your question how do you stop a, a giant rock that's been shot out of a catapult? Surely that is a projectile. I would agree that is a projectile. Because it's been mm-hmm. projected. Right, it's been projected. Um, <laughs> it's but projecting its feelings onto you, the, yeah. The, the <laughs> way you factor in, well, a monk can't stop that, is because there's a damage threshold for all of this. So uh, deflect missiles. Starting at third level, use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when you are hit by a ranged weapon attack. So first off, your DM, your DM could sit there and say, not a ranged weapon attack. Yeah. Um, but I would still allow this because 
it's all here. When you do so, the damage you take from the attack is reduced by 1d10 plus your dex modifier plus your monk level. So what uh, the DM would have done mm-hmm. if they were having kind of fun with it, yeah. I, I think like there, there's a way to allow this in a way that still honors the mechanics. Mm. I think you have the monk take the damage yeah. that the hand glider And then glider they basically would, shrug it off. But they shrug off like twenty of you're the talking about like the falling damage? damage or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like okay. if you want to stand in the way, if you want to say, "Hey, I'm gonna deflect missile on a boulder from a catapult," mm-hmm. maybe that sucker's gonna do fifty damage, yeah, and yeah. your deflect missiles is gonna take away twenty of that. Cool. Then yeah. you take thirty damage. That's I think buttoned I was, up. I think I was confusing it with the ability where a monk can throw it back at someone. That's if you. If you soak up all the damage, yeah. you can throw it back. Which you oh, wouldn't okay. do anyway. I see, yeah. I see. So then my issue doesn't even come into play because I was picturing yeah. throwing a hand right. glider. Well, it's like but... you catch a bullet, but it's still going to fuck up your hands real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're right. So I think that I think that you're right. I think that you should have been able to shrug off so, some damage. Mm-hmm. I think I think by the book, the DM is correct, but I don't, I don't see why they couldn't rule it in... A fun way like this, like this is just yeah. totally, this is totally a way that you work with your friends to come up with creative solutions. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm going to deviate by the book here and say that even though um, it's not from a ranged weapon attack, it makes sense that a monk would be able to slow down something that is flying at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like monks are are a lot about like kind of shrugging off damage yeah. they should have taken. Specifically about like using like the momentum of your opponent yeah. against you. Right. And all so, right. Yeah, and so we're all on your side. I, I, think we're, I think we're mostly on your side. If you <laughs> thought that you should have just been able to have the monk shrug off all the damage, I disagree. I no, think yeah. you literally add it up and put it down. However, that <laughs> however much the hang glider was going to fall for, that's the damage that mm-hmm. this giant hang glider does as it f- throttles down into the earth. Um, and you mm. see how much of that you can shrug off. Yeah, and then maybe you split the rest of the damage between the the. Uh, person on the hang glider and the person who tried to slow it down. I mean, yeah. I, I greatly sympathize because I feel like anytime anything is launched at us in the campaign, I'm just like, can I catch it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I think we generally allow you and if, mm-hmm. if you beat the damage, you shrug it off and if yeah. you don't beat the damage, you take the damage. Like, it's all... And that's just and that's monk, funny. Yeah. And that's, that's funny to see. And that's funny shit. Mm-hmm. So assuming Jake's on board, we all agree with you. Jake, how do you weigh in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to abstain, actually. Wow. What? Why? Okay. It's okay. He's still what? learning the road. Coward. Coward. <laughs> just He's just a baby. Shrugged your, I'm just a baby. He shrugged baby. your baby shoulders. Oh, okay. Because you need a nap and a snack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I need to be burped. I need to be held, burped, <laughs> swaddled. You do need to be burped. <laughs> I do. I actually do need you to do be need, burped. You do need to be burped. <laughs> Have you burped your baby yet, Jake? <laughs> Oh yeah, she can do it. So she's nice. she's great. burped more times than you have in your life. Ten weeks old and better than me already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I think so. We're we're on your side, but I do think you're kind of arguing the wrong thing. I think mm-hmm. you should be like, look, normally it's ranged weapon attack, but can we do something fun here? Can I take off however much damage the D10 plus Dex plus Monk level? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, I don't know. It's D and D. Everybody's magic. Literally, like monks yeah. are like they're, yeah, they're, they got they're special magic. muscle powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
okay, so I guess like the first draft is just to like launch a hang glider at your DM, but that seems a little dangerous. So maybe we could come up with like an alternate punishment. Well, you put them in an out of control hang glider. You put the DM in the hang glider, and you say, "Don't you wish I could catch you?" But I'm not even going to try. Don't you wish I could catch you? Hang glider in a windstorm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Wait put them in one of those sky in one of those skydiving wind tunnels. You know, in a that's sky, really yeah, good. hang glider mm-hmm. in a skydiving wind tunnel, or like or a tornado, a cyclone. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hang gliding in tornadoes. I was season. thinking sort of in a, a controlled environment. That mm-hmm. way you have your finger on the button and mm. you can say, whoops, wish I could help you, but people can't help other people on that's hang gliding. That's great. <laughs> but that has been established <laughs> by I mean, your rules <laughs> as they flip around in a hang glider yes. inside of a wind Man tunnel. Man is an island specifically when he's on a hang <laughs> <Yeah>. glider. <laughs> Uh, Murph, that's really clean, but I like Jake's suggestion of just letting them loose in a twister. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. We can do them both. That's uh, true. Yeah. So double ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Our next case comes from I'm Too Picante. I'm Too Picante <laughs> writes to the honorable justices and Sonic fan fiction juggernauts and the homie Jake. <laughs> well, honestly, at this point, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I am a DM for a campaign in Eberron for a party of three. Cool. My adventurers were against a group of bandits during one of my combat encounters. The party ended up taking down all of the bandits except the leader. The leader mm. was next in initiative and was nearly dead. I knew he was going to go down once his turn was over because he had a condition on him that took his health away after his turn. I figured I would turn this into a cinematic moment by describing a dramatic attack towards one of my players, a Warforged, who was also on death's door. I rolled a d20 and paused for dramatic effect. I did that DM look towards the Warforged PC that was uncomfortably long so as to give the sense of dread. But before I could say the leader missed, the party leaned over the DM screen to look at the result. I never got to triumphantly reveal the role. I'm glad I got them on the edge of their seats to the point to do such an action, but were the players in the wrong to look behind the DM screen where my notes, rolls, and almonds are put on <laughs> Maybe they, they were just hungry. If they saw your freaking almonds, <laughs> then you have a right to be angry. <laughs> That's just a great move in general. It's a real power play just to like take someone's almonds and like pop it in your mouth without asking. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that... As long as it was all in good, I, I ultimately I'm siding with you. I don't think yeah. players should really, under any circumstance, be looking over the um, DM it's, screen. It's a no-no. I could see a situation where I do this and you guys jump over my screen and look at it, <laughs> yeah. so I can't go in on them too hard. Right. Yeah. It sounds really I, bad. Tell you imagine us doing it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That could for sure happen. Yeah, plug up your nose and your ears and your eyes with almonds. Yeah, whenever about whenever it. we do it, mm-hmm. it's all in good fun and we're laughing and having fun. Whenever mm-hmm. I imagine other people do it, everyone so serious <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of people driving home in silence yeah. afterwards uh, no but I think uh, I, I, I do think that's a, a major faux pas is, is looking behind the DM mm-hmm. screen yeah, yeah. Because you're the, yeah, uh, you are the, uh, the like, uh, you're setting the scene, you're the narrator here, and, and you need that ability to be able to sort of uh, pace everything and pace the drama. Because yeah. um, those guys might still be in, like, kind of rowdy, fun, kind of silly mood, and this is, you, you want to, like, kind of bring it down to mm-hmm. set it up for the next thing. And if uh, they're <laughs> jumping over your screen, that's setting the mood in a different direction. Not to mention, like, then they'll see all your affirmations, like, you got this, bro. Yeah. You can do this. <laughs> yeah. I believe in me. The, yeah, the framed picture of Emily that I have back <laughs> behind here. And then, like, the little stopwatch that's like, you can have your next almond in 20 seconds. 
seconds. Yeah. And you're like you got constantly the, you got your timing al- like your almond, almond intake. Almond watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, not my almond watch. <laughs> and the alarm goes off constantly every time. Some people have an Apple watch. Murph has an almond watch. <laughs> <laughs> we have to edit it out. It takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's, it's mechanized, too. Yeah. There's a little voice. The show is completely unedited yeah. except for the almond except watch. For the almond Good watch. job, Murph. You <laughs> may have three almonds. <laughs> Every 20 seconds. (laughs) It's it's randomized a little bit, too. So, like, it changes up slightly. So it'll be like, attaboy Murph, keep it up. Two almonds this time. It's interrupted so many grave, hard-won scenes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I I think there's kind of no excuse to to Mm -hmm. peek over the screen. This one's pretty cut and dry. They're in the wrong. Like an almond that you cut for a salad. Yeah, Yeah. this is is almond cut and dry. (laughs) Right. This is dry like an almond. This is dry like an almond. Can you imagine if you, like, are building up to a dramatic role and then you just, like, toss a little M&M out in the middle? (laughs) (laughs) It's on the M. You can use it as a coin. Yeah, you can yeah. use an M M&M and M as a coin. You can you can use an M M&M and M for a luck check. Yeah, sure. you can flip yeah. an M M&M. and M. Yeah, you could use an M M&M and M for a death save. Could you not? Yeah, you could. We can and we do. Uh, well, you can't because you have slightly higher chances of saving because it's on a ten right. or higher, not an eleven. Oh, or higher. gotcha. Mm-hmm. So if you want to use an M M&M, and M, just you fucking just, crazy just, for just let it be known. I think it might actually be like more randomized because, like, unless you've got like a perfectly spheroid M M&M, and M, like it's really obtuse. It's like there's a lot of little bumps and imperfections to an M M&M, and M, especially a peanut M and M. That's gonna well, be you, like you, you, your you, chances you, of you rolling. You simply a, couldn't call. Well, you couldn't use a peanut M and M to roll. You couldn't. It would never stop that's, rolling. That's the most insane thing I've ever. <laughs> Okay, peanut butter, I'm maybe. Sorry, peanut sorry I'm, a, I'm just a hard-ass DM when it comes to my M&Ms. I'm a DM&M. DM&M. I think you'd have to do a regular M&M and you make it a coin flip, but yeah. that is still harder than a death save. Death yeah. save has one Not more. Not to mention, every once in a while you get like a real kind of like um, unassertive M&M that might just oh, shatter. Oh, that the M is like not. Or you might toss it and it just shatters in half. It means that you automatically get up um, and get all your spells back, all your health back. If you shatter the M&M. If you shatter, if you shatter the M&M. Yeah. Well, that's like yeah. you're breaking. Yeah. You're going against fate. You lose the, the one and the 20 on the yeah, M&M. But right. you're saying if the shell breaks, then that's a nat 20. Yeah. Then it's more than a nat 20. You get all your spells, all, wow. your, yeah. all your features, all your hit points. It seems like people are just going to be spiking M&Ms at the table. <laughs> I know. That's what it turns into. Everyone trying to yeah. <laughs> throw it as high seems, as they seems can. Dangerous. Can you imagine if you're like rolling for your death save and your D M's like, no, 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 use the M&M. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm picturing like, it. like tossing it into my mouth and then spitting it out. That's oh, how yeah. I roll it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're spitting at fate itself. <laughs> Tastes <laughs> like new life to yeah. me. <laughs> All right, so we got to... The yellow M&M being like, we, it's not your time yet. We got to punish these players. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, their right. dice are going to be replaced by M&M's. And by this M&M's, is perfect. yeah. yeah. That's but great. is that a punishment? That feels like a reward. Well, it's a punishment because you're, I mean, you're going to get snacky and you're going to run yeah. out of dice, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah, and if you, everyone knows if you run out of dice, you have to go home. And your character yeah. perma dies. <laughs> if you, you run out of dice, your character yeah, your death saves. Right. Give me your dice, Yeah, you get three M&M's. Those are your death saves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're D2s unless they're used for death saves. I would never fucking survive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, perfect. Your your dice are M&Ms, so order. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk 
text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. And our next case comes from S.E. Star Trek, and they write, To the crit court counselors and Jake, I've been playing with the same group for three years with our same friend as the DM. Nice. He has been a PC several times before beginning his DM journey with us and has really come into his own as a storyteller. Great. However, I have Uh noticed that he often uses mechanics out of nowhere as ways to advance the narrative. For example, after defeating some goblins, two of them escaped to warn their clan. When we tried to chase them, he said that it was difficult terrain and the goblins had a speed of 80 feet, even though that had not been the case during actual combat. Tiny little goblins <laughs> with a speed of 80 feet. These guys are wicked fast. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they're so fast that it's like a cartoon character. Yeah. They All the dirt under their feet These are becomes difficult terrain Murf, in the way. Murf bot rules. <laughs> um, the, the, the goblins can actually disengage as a free action it's and time for your own they have the shield spell <laughs> so guy. even if you shoot at them with arrows they cannot be hit unless you roll they a 23 can... oh that's a 24 um <laughs> <laughs> they use the hide as a bonus action oh my god uh okay the two escaping goblins ended up creating a large-scale battle of the town versus the clan which he'd been prepping for months mm. in the beginning most of us did not know enough for this to be a problem but now several players have become experienced enough to realize the abrupt conditions make no sense and argue quite frequently. However, I find myself in the center of the arguments because Mm -hmm. I side with my DM and his sweaty story even though I know what he's doing is not technically correct. Am I wrong for standing with the DM or are my fellow PCs right to be frustrated? I think that sometimes the DM 
is gonna have something want, they wanna do and they're gonna make it happen. And that's just kind of, that's being a PC knowing that they're doing more work than you. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. But I do I do think you gotta button it up. I do mm-hmm. think you gotta button it up. I think that like, I, to- I also see through what this DM is doing, but sometimes you're just like, all right, they have something they really wanna do and yeah. I'm here for that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm like being too nice and giving a generous read to the DM, but to me, it seems like they're just trying to make everything perfect like they want to get to that like eventual encounter so like they just like don't want there to be any pauses any breaks any friction they just like want everything to like happen and like to, everything to be seamless and so, to me that's why i'm ruling against exactly them. They should yeah, let it be not good. Yeah. i think that you can rule against them but me as a someone who's mostly a pc i feel like when i when i'm there and this mm-hmm. happens i smile and nod just drench your friends. Be yeah, sweaty. Let it I, be sweaty. Yeah, I think though, like uh, unlike in in other uh, cases, I've said there are no heroes in this story. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of heroes in this story. Whoa! I and I'm one of them. Thank yeah, you, I think Merv. That, wow. Thank Axford is you probably the biggest so hero here. Much. Oh my no, so but I think that. Me. Can I be Green Lantern? Yes, you can yes. be the Green Lantern. Sick. Uh, can I be the green M&M? Yeah, yeah see, everyone <laughs> can be whatever green superhero they want to be. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'll just be a or, leprechaun. Okay, you can just be a leprechaun. <laughs> Great. Come, my green team. Let us go. The greatest hero of all. <laughs> what I was a going leprechaun. to say. You know one of those tiny little men that hides their treasure? <laughs> they're, they, they're also the, uh, the horror no movie. More honor. Uh, yes. Uh, leprechaun. Leprechaun, your mastery of luck scary. has aided us greatly this day. Um, what I was going to say, you maniacs, mm-hmm. um, is that... Uh, I, I think your instinct to stick up for your DM is is good because, like I'm saying, the DM does put in a lot of work, so they're just trying to have kind of their story come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, as the DM, if you do want... Like, everybody has things that they want to do or, or if they're thinking about the next leg of the battle or the next story beat, and you do need to work within some kind of mechanics or some kind of consistency mm-hmm. to make it not feel like complete bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like look, the players have a bag of tricks. They can cast invisible. They can misty step. They can have abilities that make them go fast. Like have somebody cast expeditious retreat or something. You have to mm-hmm. be able to kind of show your work. Yeah. It's almost it's like being a DM is kind of like showing your math homework to the teacher. It's just like how you get the answer kind of matters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if if these goblins get away and it's because you say they have 90 speed out of nowhere or 80 <laughs> speed out of nowhere and they just run away, that is completely unsatisfying for the players. But if there are rogues in the party, if there are bards in the party, if there mm-hmm. are wizards in the party or whatever, and they see the goblins using similar tactics to what they do, if they mm-hmm. have one goblin stays behind and fights um, and does a grapple to grab the person who's chasing the other goblin, who's getting away, who mm-hmm. casts Expeditious Retreat or something, that's so much more satisfying if you can see the work that went into it. And then as the DM, if the goblin doesn't get away, that's fine. The other bad guys find out some other way. You don't have to cheese it and force yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the goblin's brothers could want to avenge them yeah, or something you don't, like that. You, you should be able to show your work, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think that's fully I think that's fully fair, and I think it's good advice for a DM, but as a player, I think I'm... I, I don't know who I side with in this story. I feel like the person who wrote in was like, I just feel like I got to stand with a DM. That's mm-hmm. where I would be. I gave my generous read, and I'm going to give my... Uh, 
disingenuous read. Okay. Is that a word? Whoa. Uh, uh, nope, greedy not. read? <laughs> yeah. Greedy? My greedy read. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Thrifty, my, frugal king. These are great. My greedy <laughs> read here is the DM wants to win. That they want to like, they, they like yeah. can't stand their, their plans being foiled. Uh, and they be. just like, they have to win and they're like kind of making up reasons to win. And I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I think we got to stick the green team on them. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get... You'll never find our gold. <laughs> Leprechaun, throw gold coins at him. Keep him from getting away. No, I can't part with it. <laughs> green M&M, roll yourself like a boulder. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the green M&M's voice? Uh, so so yeah, I lady. think you are, uh, uh, again. That's so hot. All, all, so all heroes in the now. story, all heroes in the story, including the green M&M. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, it's very nice of you to uh, stand up for D, your DM, and I think uh, you're you're doing a good thing, um, but I, I will say that, like, I understand the frustration of oh, the totally. players, yeah. so I am, I am ruling against this DM kind of lightly. I, I, I think that, like, I, I get I get what's going on. Lightly. Maybe your closeness with the DM lets you sidebar with the DM. You know, yeah. like oh. the DM is like, "Hey, thanks for thanks for standing up for me," and then you say, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> they have a point, but uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with There's you. But the voice cracking. They have saying. a point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There might be someone yeah, in there. Yeah. Wait, what they say? For the yeah, little, you know. Thought. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. If you we're need, punishing the DM. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. need your goblins to get away or something, you need to like put enough abilities. Yeah, I, to, I guess it, the DM in there is who to I like drop. You know, like uh, weigh mm-hmm. the scale in your favor, not just fully put your hand on the scale in front of everyone. Should we that punish them to study fun. the game more at Cum University? <laughs> <laughs> they do have to do a few semesters at, at, uh, at in the ass track. <laughs> <laughs> so ordered. And our next case comes from Anarcha S. To the sweet and beautiful judges and the bailiff dad, I guess. I recently (laughs) joined a game and... I'm a baby, not a dad. <laughs> Recently, I joined a game and pitched a witch class, which is just multi-classing wizard and druid, but reflavoring a bunch of stuff. Cool. I want my character to have to brew a bunch of their spells, but the DM says I need to take levels in Alchemist in order to do that. Oh. I'd understand if I was handing out spells before the battle, but all I'm doing is having my witch throw components into a cauldron and then splashing or scooping the this liquid is, and uh. using that as a means of delivery. Am I wrong to have my witch be splashing magical soup around the battle. You're meal. in your cauldron era. You're yeah. cackling. Yeah. You've got warts I, uh, on your nose. We get it. <laughs> yeah, I would say if the DM was worried about you just like handing out uh, your like spells or whatever, just like making potions, I get that, but it sounds like you're just reflavoring. It's just flavor. You're, it's well, just flavor. it's hard to know, right? Because maybe you are pitching something that is they're thinking, oh, that's like too powerful. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm a wizard druid, but they both use wisdom instead of intelligence or something like that. Like maybe the submitter specifically said like that they weren't using it as potions, right? That it was just mm-hmm. right. They're not handing it out before. Yeah, they're battle. not handing it, it out. Sounds like they're yeah. just doing yeah. it. Uh, so I think like y- yeah, you should be able to flavor it kind of yeah. however you want. This you should sounds... be able to savor your flavor. Yeah, savor yeah. the flavor. Mm-hmm. This sounds rad, though. I'm, I'm picturing, yeah. like, a portable battle cauldron that yeah. you're, like, mixing things in, like, on the battlefield, like, during combat. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Super sick to just have hot stew by your side <laughs> while you're fighting. Absolutely. You should be able to flavor your stew I however you it. want it. Mm-hmm. If I were your DM, I would absolutely roll with this. The sticklerness around, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, if somebody wanted to be an arcane archer and they were just, like, 
can I do it but have like a um I have like an arquebust or something, I have like a magical gun or yeah. something like that, and then being like, Nope, it says you're an archer, you're an arcane <laughs> archer and it's just like, Okay, but why why take that away from somebody if that's what they want? Right. I gotta be honest, if someone came to me and they were like, I wanna play a witch who's brewing stews, but I wanna make it an <laughs> arcane archer so I'm throwing stew at people. I I would be like, Okay, okay. sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. Talk. yeah. <laughs> I want to found Hale and Hardy in this universe. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I would allow like reflavoring even more severe than this. Certainly, yeah. like this mm-hmm. is ju- just to would. be like just flavor for how you uh, cast your spells. Just yeah. who, literally, who cares? Yeah, yeah. it's also weird because they're they're not just saying no, but they're saying like you have to like change you your have character to do in that. order yeah. to do yeah. this. You have to multi class, and they already are multi class. Yeah, again, yeah. if they if the submitter didn't say that that they weren't handing this stuff out as potions, then I might see where the DM's coming from, but I, you know, it, it just seems it, it's not necessary. Like if, if somebody wanted to play a character and they're like, I want to play a Warforged who has, uh, you know, some kind of like magic charged backpack that mm-hmm. lets them cast their spells or something. So they're a wizard, but it works in kind of like an artificer way, um, but they cast sure. spells. Mm-hmm. Why not? You can just say yes. It. It's not yeah. a big. They uh-huh. don't need to take a right. level of artificer. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? I it's love just... it when people really, really make something their own. Yeah, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. I don't know why right. you would discourage creativity. Yeah. In this way, your DM is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Unless <laughs> this person is just lying to us. Oh yeah, if, if you're lying, lying, if you're lying. lying hey, if anyone's been lying to us in any of these cases, <laughs> which, really hurt sure, which I'm sure has never happened, uh-huh. but if it happened out of the. Out of the hundreds of cases mm-hmm. we've we've done, let's say it's happened once, okay? okay. There's a PS here. Anarcha says, PS, I'm fucking with you guys. I don't even play D. What? <laughs> Hate the show. What? Hate the show. Why? Hate the show. Why would you, Why would you say that? We always submit Patreon. It's absurd. How many, you... people, how many people have written P.S. Yeah, I hate the show that you haven't read? <laughs> Scroll through, Jake. Scroll through. There it is. I'm too picante. P.S. Just messing, y'all. P.P.S. Hate the show. Dude, we're just getting this whole I've show. I've never is just played D&D and I don't ever want to. I hate the show. <laughs> never heard trolled. of D&D. Hate the show. <laughs> I'm a Powered by Apocalypse stand. Fuck y'all. Wow. P.S. P.S. Don't even know who you? you guys are. I we've paid been, $5 dollars to wrecked. troll your ass. We've been wrecked. What? How many people have lied to wait, us and wait, hated uh, Jake, How many people on our Patreon are doing this just to fuck with us? <laughs> I'm scrolling through really quick. It looks like everyone. Every Most single person yeah. is just We're just getting trolled. Everyone has Fuck. a PS. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so I guess we got punished. So, mm-hmm. so I guess, yeah. So we got punished, but also we need to punish this DM. We are yeah. going to punish the DM. The DM? I mean, let's splash him with stew. <laughs> Whoa. <splashed>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're taking him to a soup plantation and fucking yeah, up their day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, since they hate stew so much, maybe they're not allowed to have any heated liquid anymore. <laughs> oh, So okay. no hot showers. No coffee. Whoa. Yeah, guess mm-hmm. what? No more coffee unless you want to have cold brew, then that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's pretty good allowed. still. <laughs> right. That's a loophole for sure. They could also have... <laughs> have to make you a <laughs> what was the what was the love interest a talentless hunk who knows how to treat me yeah oh like a, yeah it was a boy yeah. next door type who knows how to treat me boy next yeah, i don't door. think it was talentless necessarily <laughs> i heard boy next door and turned and it into talentless like hunk <laughs> all he can do is make soup this hunk is so talentless <laughs> 
<laughs> Babe, want more soup? <laughs> wow. It's funny because that's all bowl. I aspire to be as a talentless hunk. <laughs> you're so hot, but your soup is so bad. You're so yeah. fucking talentless. I've got three different vats in here, babe. It's all different variations of chili soup. You're gorgeous, but you don't know what you're doing. To okay? be so gorgeous and hunky, you'd have to be at least talented at, like, I don't know, like combing your hair or something. Or, like, or yeah, brushing your teeth. I don't know. Honey, I love you. Here's some Italian wedding soup that I made. <laughs> The beans are still in the can inside the soup. I love you most ardently. Please slurp my gazpacho. You served it with a fork and knife, you you hot idiot. <laughs> Call it um, slurp. Go on. Okay. So what's what is what's the punishment? They that they can't have hot liquids. Yeah, they can't they have can't hot liquids. Have hot and that uh, talentless boy next door is going <laughs> to be preparing all, all their meals. It's going to be their sous chef. Free of hot it's hot water. <laughs> and stock. Okay. No stock. No stock. Uh, great. So ordered. Our next case comes from Lux. To the glam yeah. judges and the bailiff, I am seeking a judgment for a case that has not happened yet. Okay. Okay. I am planning my first in-person one-shot in three years. Mm. It is going to start at an auction house and probably end in a battle between large groups on the ruins of a civilization on a giant tortoise. Cool. I've been building a detailed world for a very long time. Hmm. And in the final battle, I want to make the fact that there are big forces at play seem fair to my players. I plan to have them roll to see how many new combatants enter the battlefield each turn. Think D20 Mind Flayer Thralls, for example. Mm -hmm. The point mm -hmm. will not be to kill all the combatants. Instead, it will be to secure the artifacts stolen from the auction. But I don't plan to actually tell my players how to win. Am I a cruel and reprehensible DM for setting up a final battle where all my players could die if they don't think critically? Mm. P.S. I plan to leave lots of breadcrumbs on how to emerge victorious, so please punish my players somehow. P.P.S. I don't actually play. Hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. This uh, sounds wow. incredibly ambitious for a one-shot. Yeah, I, say, I, I feel like say. this is classic one-shot mistake of mm -hmm. like you've written a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. We, we're used to playing for uh, episodes where we had to like I, cut things together mm -hmm. and everything. Sometimes people sit and play for 12 hours, which is uh, kind of the at-home way to play. Yeah. If, if you're, I mean, it seems fun to like start so small at an opera house and yeah. then like by the end you're like in this cosmic battle on the back of a turtle. That seems like a fun reveal. It does seem very cool. I'm, I'm picturing the very music changes. World. It sounds great. Yeah, very Discworld. Yeah. I am a little bit confused. So the uh, DM here is saying that things are going to be stolen from the auction house. There's going to be a battle on the back of a tortoise. With mm -hmm. multiple factions. With multiple factions, but it's not going to be clear that the goal is to get the artifacts back. This DM is basically saying like, there's going to be a huge like battlefield war type thing where mm -hmm. there's constantly new combatants and the only way to actually win is to secure the artifact, not fight anybody. I mean, that seems easy enough to like hint to your and players during the anybody. battle. Yeah, I would. I would encourage you to think of, because right now what you're describing, I, I, I would, guess I would encourage you to think of ways to make sure that the PCs still feel like an active part of this yeah. battle. Yeah. Right. Because when you have a ton of factions. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's only one answer. Yeah, you don't, you don't want your PCs sitting there while you have your bad guys fight each other. Yeah. 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 So I feel like if if you're setting up something with a bunch of factions and also saying that maybe the 
objective is to not fight? It seems so. I I think you're you're kind of doing yourself a little bit of a disservice because you you don't want your players to think that you're setting up anything unfair. Mm-hmm. So you're setting up all this fun stuff like they roll to see how many enemy combatants there are in the different factions and everything. That's all very cool. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're going to do all that stuff in front of the table, you are doing yourself a little disservice if you're not going to have not, not even little breadcrumbs if you're not going to like really wink and and yeah. kind of like almost actually say what mm-hmm. the players should do they might right. just be standing there spinning their wheels if the players don't know what to do that's mm-hmm. not fun i think the trick yeah. here and i'm realizing that this submitter just tricked us into giving them advice uh, yes. how dare you well we will, we will punish them <laughs> yes. we will punish them because they did say they hated the show yeah. Yeah. right they've never so, played what's your in game here what is your fucking in game <laughs> Um, but I Where think are you like, coming from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned like a relic, and I think that's cool. I think like you need to like divide this into two sections. Like you've got the auction house, and like once your players have the relic and like that's secured, then everybody's coming for them, and you can do it like a chase oh, or a that. battle. But like everybody is focused on them, so they're still the focus. It's not like you've got like factions fighting against each other or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think you have to like have that clear shift, and like that's when like. The wheels can come off, but you're putting new wheels on, so it's fine. That's a really good mm-hmm. idea, too, because once the relic is in their possession and then they mm-hmm. see bad guys coming for it, yeah. they're like, okay, this is a powerful relic. We need to keep it safe from yeah. these bad guys rather than there's an auction. Here's this Here's this thing. No one knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And then it's right. like you run and run and run, and oops, you almost fall off the side of a turtle. All the other enemies fall <laughs> off the side of a turtle except for one. Big bad. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Then your final battle begins. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like... This DM is like, there's a possibility that all of my players could die if they choose the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. it feels like committing to that is an error. Like, I think so. I think yeah. Letting so. everybody die in this battle that's completely hopeless. I think let the dice kill yeah. your players, mm-hmm. not necessarily there's, your, yeah, what there's you've a, prepared there, for like them. Making, making a tough battle and it's like somebody dies on the way to, <laughs> tr- like, uh, in the middle of a quest of, like, they're, they're, like, reaching for something or they're trying mm-hmm. to get the MacGuffin that they need to end the battle. That's a satisfying death, whereas just being like, okay, I'm standing here and there's 10 Mind Flayers. Uh, they all hit me. I made the mistake of standing here and trying to fight them one round and now I'm dead. What was I supposed to do? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm already dead, so that's that, I yeah. guess. Okay. Like, any yeah. if, if, if the player shrugs their shoulders after they're dead... That's not going to be good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. See you guys later. You should have got the artifact. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll Venmo everyone for the snacks. Yeah. Um, and let me know if you loved this one shot and you want to yeah, continue we, it into mm-hmm. a multi, multi-shot, right? I've got a right? whole turtle world built. <laughs> <laughs> a turtle is, yeah. world. We've only scratched the surface of the shell. Yeah, but it's it's a, you, you got a lot of fun details here. Yeah. It sounds really fun. And I uh, yeah, I agree. Like, don't be afraid to make it clear mm-hmm. because yeah. there's, they're still going to fuck up even if it's clear. Clear. And yeah. the and yeah. the dice are still going to complicate things, and there's still going to be hurdles. And let me tell you, if you save all of that like bigger cosmological stuff for the end, ooh, that's going to be a tasty tease. <laughs> and then you're going to get yourself what you want, what I think you secretly want, 
is a full-time session. Yeah, yeah. right? Ooh. That's what I'm thinking is like, you're almost setting yourself up to have to do, have it be only a one shot. Yeah. What if everyone's vibing and having a great time? The punishment is that it has to be a full campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so we are, we're going to roll against you because... We're going to punish you and say, you have too much prepared for a one shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This works better <laughs> so we as a campaign. To make it a campaign. So we think it should be you a campaign. You need to cancel your trip to Venice uh, because you're going to be running this weekly <laughs> for the next true. year. Yeah, twice mm-hmm. a week, actually. Yeah. Twice a week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And so ordered. Uh, and with that, let us step into church together. <laughs> We're going to baptize you. You're a baby. Yes. Oh, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. How does it go? How, do, how does baptizing? How does baptizing? I've works, never. You're just splashing with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. have There's been like a baptized. little like cistern. You say some stuff. Uh-huh. Great. Um, I don't recall. It was a long time ago that I, I was, was baptized. baptized. You don't remember your baptism? <laughs> no. I remember my baptism because I got baptized when I was in like middle school because Whoa. I was going to church to hang out with my friends <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I got <laughs> yeah. baptized and it was a really weird experience. I don't remember what they said. All I remember was water dripping down my face and not knowing if I was allowed to wipe it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. So I could actually set the record for latest baptism <laughs> in the NADPOD group. If I <laughs> you could. I'm currently holding. I'm currently clutching that record. Okay, Dan? <laughs> always bragging about how old she was when she got baptized. <laughs> for the one year of my life that I went to church and my parents were like, why is she going to church now? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> to hang out with Amy and Andrea. <laughs> we could have the worst live show ever where we just baptize Jake and do nothing else. Jesus. <laughs> the one show I'm a no show for. <laughs> um, okay. Christina writes May it please the court and the church, I come prostrating myself with a Dice Christ confessional. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am a DM, and when planning my encounters, I often find myself underestimating my players. Mm. They often roll so well yeah. that they are absolutely whomping me. So, behind the screen during the battle, to ensure that the fight won't end so fast, I buff the enemy's HP. This has never caused a player death or anything, but it haunts me knowing I buffed the enemy Mm. while the battle has already begun. Should I just have had faith and received Dice Christ's royal whomping? Can I be forgiven? Oh, my friend, we are siblings in sin. I have done this too. (laughs) Flay me before the court and the church. Lay bare the strips of my flesh. Uh, Damn, I let this guy baptize me. (laughs) I don't know what part of church this was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let the sin that boils underneath bleed out. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little <laughs> yeah, intense here. Sorry. This was not my experience with my yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, was, there was a rock band and the pharmacist was the lead singer. Christy. There was a rock band? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Rock and band. the pharmacist was the lead yeah, singer? Yeah, a pharmacist <laughs> named Christy was the lead singer. Christy. So cool. mm-hmm. I still I, I still see remember. why middle schoolers <laughs> wanted to hang out at this church that you hung out at. Uh, and you got baptized in Baja Blast. Yeah. <laughs> they okay. shot it from a t-shirt can. Anyway. That's sick. Synagogue uh, was not that cool. But it was definitely cooler than Caldwell's church. Yeah. Like. I would say I I, I think that, uh, you know, you, you've, you've been sufficiently whomped. You should have taken your first whomping. And then in the future, you set you you homebrew your guys. You you have more HP specifically mm-hmm. going into the battle. You you yeah. I very rarely use just straight out of the book monsters. I always have them tailored to you know like what I what I think would be like a, a good encounter. Yeah, yeah. I would well, say if you let them womp you, then you learn like where they're at too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. And also. 
You also, take a if you go things and then you come in better prepared. If for you go battles. In, mm-hmm. if, if if your players do like you know two hundred damage around or something like that, and you come in with you know like a, a hundred HP bad guy or something and just gets whomped, that's just funny. That's just you know you just take your whomping that one time, and then the next time if the big bad has like three hundred HP, and let's say the players still somehow manage to take him down in two rounds. That still feels satisfying because your yeah. players are sitting there being like, well, I crit and this person crit yeah. Yeah. and we did all of this damage and they get to really feel like they did something. So mm-hmm. this will not feel dissatisfying if you just get this stuff done before the session Yeah, would be my suggestion. I guess just think about it this way. You are the one that is giving your players all the little treats and levels and boons. You're making them monsters, so you got to make your monsters tougher too. <laughs> yeah, it's Very true. Nice. Yeah, so the... Um, uh, balance stuff in the DM's guide is like pretty off. Yeah, that it's, stuff is off and I feel like, and I think the only reason I would suggest taking your Wampings is that then you better learn how to make battles for that yeah. specific group. Yeah. And if you're worried about them Wamping the villain and the session ending too quickly, just have a party afterwards. Just have a <laughs> yeah. party on the corpse <laughs> of the villain. <laughs> and give them all talentless hunks to romance. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, but so, so forgiven. Babe, I, think I got the chowder. <laughs> You've already you've already suffered because you've you've taken away the uh, fun of getting whomped. Getting whomped sometimes is fun, and then also, you know, again, beef beef the HP of the dudes beforehand, and then when your players do beat you, it'll feel cool. Like it, instead yeah. of it just being Calvin Ball and just you know whatever happens happens. True. Um, and with so that, forgiven. so forgiven, so forgiven, and we're going to wrap this so one up. Forgiven. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can listen to some bonus cases over on our Patreon, patreoncom nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Um, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? I just want to double down on the Carnegie plug. Yeah, yeah. October seventh, yes. it is going to be. A fun ass time. Yes, it's there's going awesome. to be live music. We're going to be seeing characters awesome. from different campaigns. It's yeah. going to be super, super cool. Five year anniversary show at Carnegie Hall in New York. So be on the lookout for that October 7th. We have other shows as well Minneapolis on September 13th for Dungeon yeah. Court. We're going to be in Madison on September 14th. Oh, I'm going there. on September 15th. Yeah, I'm going to Chicago on September 16th. Oh, I'm crossing the bridge. And uh, uh, Chicago is a Dungeon Court. Uh, Los Angeles is also, take a boat there. also a Dungeon Court uh, yeah. October 26th. There's a lot of shows called. Yeah, I'm going to dig a little hole and I'm going to end up in that city. People are going to have a hard time digesting the information. Uh, <laughs> Denver is October 27th. Sac- I'm skiing down the hill. Sacramento is October 28th. Mm, taking a car. Portland uh, Dungeon Court Live on October 29th. Oh, big slingshot. Las Vegas, uh, November 10th. Just rolling me out of a cup like New a Yahtzee New Orleans, dies. November 14th. Uh, Orlando, November 15th. And a Dungeon Court Live in Fort Lauderdale. I'm not Lauderdale. going to that one. I'm not going. On November what? 17th. Contractual, you have to be I there. I'm tired. I'm tired of travel. I hope you could digest Okay, well, I'm going to put you in a Yahtzee and no. a Yahtzee cup and roll you on the stage. I didn't. You little scamp. Well, uh, fire me out of a gun. I'll see you there. Power through. Uh, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at me at Caldy Scaldwell, at Ashes Emily, and at Jake Hertz is Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. We are, we are. We are. The, youth the youth of the nation. We are, we are. The youth of a nation. Beep, beep, my car's so small. Dungeon, 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 dungeon,
dungeon, dungeon, dungeon, dungeon, dungeon. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M, Cutter W, Feared Al, Daniel G, Katie G, Dungeon Mama, okay, maybe a little bit sexual, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Danny P, Vincent W, Victor T, aka Balnor's Boy, Hoyd's Friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Trele the Crayfe, Christopher B, Daniel R, Jordan L, Cyborg version of Josh the Cobald, Princess Yar, Michael L, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, now currently starring in anything in solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. Thank you, Nicholas C. Mike H, Alka Smeltzer Plus, Great Value Gemma, Adam G, Tyler F, Panama James, Herodrian, Rex Daniel the White, Diana DL, Cece Lulu, Timmy R, Lucas B, Ryko, it's Kevin. Calder will come cold again. Winter is coming. Hashtag CCC forever. Shout out to my fairy followers. Taylor B, the vengeful one-winged angel. Cass Skateboard Cass. Mike K, Lady Taco. Victoria M, Bohemia's number one nail tech. Jake L, Nick W, swashbuckling swack snagger. William W, big bad beard of the mad. Riot Ryan, hungry Dave's frisbee golf bud. Ananarama, Percival Frederick Stein, Von Musel, Klausowski, De Rolo III, Adam, The Simple Dimples, J Dragonborn, Vincent Thrum As You Are, D, The Sandrean, Ben A, Dave H, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Dustin S, Connor F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant, Izzy F, DPC is awesome. Sean, the Shade Tree Mechanic of Zelboldar, Summer Rose, aka Grantaire, Marky Mark, the Marvelous Mining Engineer, Kel Slay, Misa of House and Zunza, Ariel, the Occasional Mermaid, Selena N, aka Valet Sea Raptor, B Perky Always, Pat L, Lauren H, Talia, Ryan S, the Bone Duster, Ball Business Illustrator asking for a request, you know? D&D courts are hard to think of things that are visually interesting, so why don't we say Princess Shiverblight on the stand, really sweating and clearly lying about something. Ploops, Carly A, Connor S, Salil, Leviathan, Biocourt 7, Amber Dextrous, Sydney T, Jack H, Crabster Champion of Crod, scuttling sideways towards tomorrow. Afrex, Lindsay W, Juicy Kiwi, and Nadcord presents a little picnic called Mangia's Central Park, October 7th, 3 p.m. Okay. Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Noah the Bagel of All Things, James G, Everything Bago, the Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger, Stripey, Dandy, Eric B, Marcos, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota JP, Freedom Allo, Pagos, betrothed, self-proclaimed fae prince until Halloween 2023. Stay tuned. Tracy P, the Crick Elf Librarian. Andy E, Maggie S, the 2022 Spellcheck Champion. Holly Hyena, Christy Z, Leah C, Hunter H, May B, Pixel Stars, Akash T, 
Dufinius, Cal, just Cal, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, yes, the whole thing, yes, every time, Cody C, our friend Simon, trying to enlist the Silver Serpent, but her dreams are hard to comprehend. Keychains, Pentium 2 Processor, Lorelei the Succubus, and Kyra her busty queen. Your friendly neighborhood, Yaunt and Yunkle, Andrew and Sid. Nope, sorry, just promoted to Mom and Dad, Baby Nadpole, coming December. Congrats. John Adams, yes, like the president. Meg the Mail Carrier, manager of Bohemia, who has gotten promoted due to her superb service to Simon. James F, M4L, Austin S, Wayfarer has now settled into their new life in the Fey Realm as a florist. What could go wrong? Shane C, Barpo Goodbarrel, Barbarian. Mary Beth C says, see you all in Chicago and NYC. Thank you for joining us, Mary Beth C. Contender in the making, Welshlander, Garrett G, aka One Big Curd, Mr. D, Dana the Daisy, Sean J, Ethan B, Renee the Monster Captain, Box, Clifton, the once in Medium King, Hope's Dagger, the only dagger of hope, Olivia the Enchanting Bard, who is working hard on her audition for the lead singer of the Mountain Crows, Winter Slade, uh, Forrest H, aka Life is Like a Box of Martha Togold Sticky Buns, Riley S, Fico, Angry Wheat, Thrath, the Demon Lord of Spite, Anthony, the raddest of dudes who secured his Carnegie Hall tickets for himself and his lovely partner, Josh, the finest of dudes. Uh, Josh H, Mango Empanadas, Clementine T, Caleb L, support fairies, say hi, hashtag Calder will come cold again, Cantrip Dumbledore, the bear onesie wearing barbarian, MJ, the BFG drinking tea by the sea, Dogs of Babel, Calvia Silverfang, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself, nom, 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 and that's how she eats too. Funir, Bow Chicka, wow, wow. Derek D, Tristan G, Leon K, Legendary Hero of Bohemia from a future campaign. Alex K, Joshua P, Alexander, Linz W, Angel La Pamela Sandra hyphen Rita, Emma S, Red the Reforged Warforged, Dragon Knight 86, The Godly King, Hard Ones, Hot, Hump Gunk, Shelby, who now arrived in 2022, following the 2.2 crew in Tahumia. Jake S, Stale Bread on Salad, aka Crouton, Jackson R, T3R, HX, Michelle, Andrew S, Nova B, the Death Chord Bard, Caitlin D, Zborb, Blake H, Big Bev's Bestie, Lloyd, the rat that controls my cerebellum, Opa, Remy from Ratatouille style, Shelby C, Pawpaw Sky Days, Meemaw Sky Days, Haley the Human, Lord Dayman, Duke of the Dungeon, Megan N, the Big M, and finally, Bagpipes of Code. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to all of our Benevolent Council of Elders and our Patreon subscribers. You can listen to uh, more Dungeon Court over on patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Until then, thank you to all of our listeners. We'll catch you all next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.